Here we go, episode four of Fired Up with Jake and John. I'm WTOP's John Doman. And I'm WTOP's Mike Jakaitis, also known as Jake. And here we're finally going to get into some of the food that we've been talking about. We spent the last few weeks talking (laughs) about the preps, how to get started, the things you need to think about if you're new at this, and then just maybe some ideas if if you're not new to it, but are just looking to sort of expand your horizons and, and learn some different things we talked about some of the thing, some of the methods that you might not have tried before, you but you might have some interest in experimenting. Exactly. With. So, all right. So, where do you want to start? Well, we're going to start with pulled pork because I think all of us would agree that it's probably the easiest thing to get going with. Yes. Now, with pulled pork, it's the pork butt that you use, and and to let you guys know, it's not the actual butt of the pig. Okay, it's the the shoulder. But it's also just a really easy thing to cook. I mean, right. it's one of those things where. You know, you spend 10, 15 bucks and you're going to have lunch and dinner for several days. Oh, yeah. And pork butt is really forgiving if you make a mistake. I mean, it's you, you can save it, I mean, as far as cooking it longer. I mean, well, the one thing you can't do is undercook it, okay? Because then, one, you get sick. Two, it'll be really tough. You can't really overcook it. I found it really hard mm-hmm. to do that. But it's one of the, if, you, if you time it well enough, if you give it enough time, you're going to have an amazing meal. Oh, yeah. And there's a big difference between 190 degrees and 200 degrees as far as the texture. I mean, at 200 degrees, I mean, that thing just falls apart. At 190, it's okay, but you got to take the knife out and really chop it. And so we're, we're going to hear first from Stephen Reichlin. He's the author of the book Project Smoke. It's a cookbook I use a lot. He's got his own show on PBS every week. This is a guy that knows pretty much everything about grilling and smoking. We asked him about you know, just your basic pulled pork sandwich, how you get started, how you get from that raw pork shoulder to that delicious delicious oh, yeah. big mound of pork. He has some ideas. He, he's he's the one that's going to make it easy and kind of walk you through right away, easily. I should have eaten breakfast because now I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Pork shoulder is utterly forgiving. Um, you can overcook it. Uh, it will stay moist and tender. Uh, you can burn the outside. It will stay moist and tender. You can smoke it low and slow at 250. If your fire spikes up and you, you know, at some point you're 350, 400, you, you, can't, you can't hurt it. And if you got an electric smoker, it's really easy, isn't it? Super easy on an electric smoker, absolutely. That's just a set it and forget it kind of situation. So what are your favorite? I was. Gonna say, what are your favorite ways to season that pork shoulder when you're cooking it? You know, um, it's funny. Well, I have a line of uh, spice rubs. They're called Project Smoke Spice Rubs, named for uh, after my TV show. And with pork, I have two that I use. One is called Carolina Pit Powder. And it's a paprika-based rub, uh, very common, sort of based on what people season with in the Carolinas. The other is called a Kansas City smoke rub. And that that, uh, Kansas City smoke rub, it has salt, pepper, paprika, brown sugar. It actually has powdered smoke in it. So even if you're working on a gas grill, uh, you get a smoke flavor. So those are my two favorites, Um, you know, a coarse sea salt, uh, freshly ground black pepper. You know, I think you could probably cook 90% of the foods in the world with coarse sea salt and freshly ground uh, black pepper. You know, there was one thing that Reichlin mentioned in there where he's talking about using paprika in his rub. And, and what I found interesting was he was one of the first guys that, to mention that he actually uses a lot in his rub because two of the guys that we talked with, uh, Myron Mixon and Rob Sonderman, both made clear that they hate using right, paprika yeah. in their stuff. See, I use paprika, but I use... Smoked paprika. Yeah, smoked paprika is great. Uh, but it's just, I, I thought it was funny the way both of them said that they only use it just so they know where they put some seasoning. They use <laughs> exactly. the coloration, but they didn't feel like there was a lot of taste there. Right. And, and with, with Rob Sonderman, I, I would 
believe that because this is a guy that uses a lot of really bold flavors in his right. barbecue. Right. But, you know, regular paprika, yes, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. But, again, smoked paprika, if you want to use it, that's what you need to do. So, anyway, one of the benefits of using this podcast this summer has been the ability to talk to a lot of different pit masters who yes. come with a lot of different ideas. And, and, and Myron Mixon, the winningest man in barbecue, was one of those guys that invited us into his kitchen in Old Town Alexandria to talk about all sorts of different barbecue things. And obviously, we had to bring up pulled pork because he knows how to cook it. Again, I'm hungry. First thing I would do, and I'd start, I love to inject. I'm not going to give him a complicated injection recipe, but what I would do, I'd give you 32 ounces of apple juice. I'd probably put in maybe a half a cup of sugar. I put in maybe a half a cup of salt, and I'd mix it up and dissolve it. That's what I would inject with. I'd get all 32 ounces injected in that pork butt. Then I would take a little bit of vegetable oil, rub the outside, then add my rubs mm-hmm. all over, put it in fat cap down. Fat cap down fat again. Fat cap down, pit temp needs to be, I like to cook at 300, but if I don't feel comfortable there, at least 250. Need to be cooking at least 250. After two hours, wrap it, keep cooking it until in the center of that pork butt, after you wrap it, when it gets to 205, you pull it. What do you, what do you wrap it with? Because you know some people use butcher paper for some butcher stuff. Paper. Mm-hmm. Butcher paper will be fine. Butcher paper's your thing? Yeah, I mean, that's what we use here at the restaurant. Yeah, I started using butcher paper. It's better, I mean, better it, than foil. Oh, yes. Another guy that we spoke with, Fernando Gonzalez at 250 Barbecue in Riverdale. We've both eaten there a couple of times now. Yeah, and it's darn good. And when we were there, just the, the smells around the pit, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he had two big smoker ovens just fired up, filled with all kinds of different cuts of meat. And the pulled pork, every time he pulled that out, it looked like some of the best food you could ever imagine. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, naturally, we asked him about his pulled pork preparations, and he walked us through on on just some of his ideas on on this very, again, forgiving piece of meat that, look, it's if you're new at this, it's one of those things that it's going to come off really easily and really, really good for you. Oh, yes, and it's so good. So good. We use salt and pepper primarily. That's kind of the base for that. And then we play a lot with either paprika or Hungarian paprika or chili powder. Um, of course, you need to use some garlic powder, you need to use some onion powder. Um, probably if you want some spices or some spicy flavor to it, then, then you can use whatever you Any, sh- you you use can. any sugar? No. no, no, no. So no sweet, just heat? No sweet on the pork. Sometimes we tend to use a little bit of sugar on our chicken. Yes. yes and I That's think another most, thing. I think yeah. most people sort of do it almost the opposite way. Yeah. They feel like you have to put a little bit of sugar on top to get that bark for the pork. <laughs> right. And, and they don't think about that for the chicken. Right, right, right. But as you said, you are looking for a good flavor, but not as complex as hiding what the meat tastes like. You know? You, at the end of the day, you still want to taste that meat. You don't want to taste trying to guess those 10 spices that are in there. Lastly, we're going to go right down the street from Fernando's place to Rob Sonderman in the Federalist Pigs Fedmobile in Hyattsville. They're really only a couple of blocks away from each other, but these are two very different barbecue styles. Rob is one of those guys that loves to throw different spices and seasonings. And if you ever have any of his pulled pork, you you are definitely going to notice it because... See, yeah, yeah, what's the big difference? 
Well, Rob's is, I think the easiest way to put it is bolder. Some people are going to find it to be really, really spicy. We, okay, yeah, I was going to say, when you say bold, you mean spicy. Yeah, I mean spicy, but but not in sort of the, the cheesy, cliched way where you're just throwing a bunch of hot pepper on there and being hot and spicy right. just to be hot and spicy. This is a guy that puts a lot of care and, and a lot of uh, thought into the different seasonings he uses. Now, is there any, like, a touch of sweet into it, or is it just, just straight out, straight out, I'm sorry, is it just straight up spice? It's a lot more just spice. He's got he's got different sauces that he can you know that you can play with and, and kind of sweeten it up a little bit that way. But for for Rob, it's all about just using different seasonings that are going to really accentuate that pig. But you know what we're also going to find is that he he likes to keep things really simple. Like his, he, the same rub he uses for his pulled pork is what he also uses for his brisket. And it's really you're not always really? going to okay. find it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Usually brisket and and pork rub two different kinds of rubs. He keeps it really simple, but it comes out really, really strong. And he, he uses a lot more flavor than most other places do. And he likes to make spices up and seasonings up in, a, in sort of a different manner. And, you know, like I said last week on the podcast, he's one of those guys that really gets experimental when he's at home. You know, when you own a restaurant, you have to be a little bit more consistent. You don't have as much leeway as you can at right. home. Yeah, you're cooking for your customers. Like even when I'm cooking for a lot of people, I try to keep my flavors consistent. Or sometimes I'll do like two sets of ribs, like... One that's really spicy, and one is just regular barbecue, mild, sweet flavor. He comes everything, you know, very consistently. But again, it's it's very bold. So we're going to talk to him about how he does his pulled pork because it's his pulled pork is going to be different than any other you taste around the DC area. And those who don't really like it really spicy might might not be a fan. But I tell you what, I, I thought it was really good. Sold. All right, I, I need to try it because you know I I tried a lot of pulled pork and they're all the same. Yeah, that's one of the, the things. Thing. Like, yeah, I don't like to order pulled pork from most barbecue restaurants because it's going to be the same. And, and honestly, I feel like I can probably do pulled pork as well as anybody else in most cases. If I'm going to pay for for good barbecue, I, I want it to be wow. This is definitely agreed. better oh, than mine. Agreed. Agreed. His barbecue and Fernando's barbecue are two that I probably can't replicate as well doing oh, it in no, my backyard. No, the, the briskets, no. I, I, you know, Fernando's brisket, Myron's brisket. I, yeah, I, brisket is one thing. For pulled pork, I feel like I can sort of do something just as well as yeah. just about anybody else. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's that forgiving of a meat, that easy to do and, and, and do really well. So I hopped on board the Fedmobile. It's a, it's a little yeah. trailer yeah. full of a smoker, and in a, it's, a re, it's a really good place. And if you want to taste some barbecue that has a lot of boldness to it, the, the flavor, like you're going to taste the flavor in every one. It's, it's it, it doesn't just sort of kind of go along with the pork. It, it just makes it strong. Okay. Yeah, it's strong, but it doesn't really burn your mouth, right? It's just... It, there's a little tang to it, but again, like I said, it's it's not the sort of spice that somebody's doing just to be, you know, macho. Right. Gotcha. So we don't do any injections of the pork shoulder. It's just a straight barbecue dry, the same seasoning that we put on the brisket, we put on the pork shoulder, and then it's just the finishing process at the end. So we will, like I mentioned before, we'll smoke our pork shoulder for five to six hours, and then we wrap it in foil to kind of keep some of that moisture inside so that we don't have to do like an injection or, you know, a lot of places I've seen put maybe apple cider vinegar or apple cider in an injection or maybe like a stock of some kind in an injection. And, you know, that might be one thing when you're cooking one brisket for a competition or something, but it's a little bit impractical to do that for every piece of meat at a restaurant. So we've got to kind of do something a little bit different. So we smoke them for a few hours, we wrap them in foil and we let them finish off. And then when they're cooked, 
we leave them whole until we're like basically ready to start serving them. Like pulling your pulling the meat like too early, it'll sort of especially if you're like keeping it hot on a on a steam table or maybe keeping it hot in the oven. It's going to be a much better product if you leave it whole as long as you can. And then finishing it with something like a little sweet, spicy, acidic um, sauce at the end just to dress it will really help those flavors pop because fat loves acid, heat loves acid and fat. So all of those things sort of come together and make a pretty nice product. And that's something that's different than like the barbecue sauce that you might put on it because I don't want to like douse it in barbecue sauce, but a little bit of that, you know, vinegary, spicy sauce, just to sort of maybe add a little bit of moisture to the pork and kind of accentuate the flavors of the smoke and the fat and the salt are sort of what I'm going for with that. I know you, you don't do wings here, but you do at some of your other spots. Yeah. And, and I've talked wing recipes in a few different places, just mostly out of curiosity. And they can really vary in a lot of different ways. Some people can smoke it for almost two hours or one hour, or you know, sometimes yeah. just twenty minutes. What What do you like to do with your wings? You know, wings are like one of my favorite things, um, just in general, and especially at a barbecue place. I feel like most of the places that I've been to are doing sort of the same thing. You know, we we use the same rub on the wings as we do on the chicken. So it's a lot of brown sugar, some salt, different chili powders, garlic powder. I like to marinate the wings for at least twenty four hours before we cook them. One thing that I've seen some places do is like, if you have them touching each other and kind of piled up on each other, you're not gonna get like a nice even smoke all the way around them. I mean, and then depending on the temperature that you're cooking, that's sort of gonna tell you how long you cook them for. I mean, we usually cook them at like 240 and it takes maybe an hour and a half. Right. If you're cooking at 200, it might take two and a half hours and you might get a little bit more smoke on them. Obviously, like the higher temperature you're cooking at, the smaller your window of doneness is. So if you're cooking at 250 or 300 degrees, you might have like a two or five minute window where they're gonna be just right and not undercooked and not overcooked. Where if you're cooking at 200 degrees, it might be 15 or 20 minutes, you know? So that's another tip maybe to start, like if you're cooking something like wings, start at a lower temperature so that you don't screw up and overcook them. And then what we do is we smoke them, we cool them down, and then we flash fry them to crisp up that skin. And then we finish them with a little bit of that sweet, spicy, dry seasoning, just to kind of add another punch of flavor to the wings. Just flash fry like in a frying pan with some vegetable oil? Oh, or? I mean, obviously we use a deep fryer here at the restaurant. I've used an air fryer at home. I think air fryers work great for that. Or yeah, in a, in a pan would work. Or just like on a little rack, you know, turn your oven up to 450 or 500 degrees awesome with just like a little bit of oil or sometimes if the wings are already kind of fatty enough looking you don't really need to do that just blast them in the oven for a few minutes just to heat them back through and crisp up that skin put a little bit more seasoning on them and you're good to go wings are like my favorite thing to smoke honestly i wish we had them on the menu here but it just became like a little bit too difficult of like a prep item and they're honestly like really really expensive lately because so many people have them on their menu now so it's uh sort of impractical for us to do them here, but we could never take them off the menu at Columbia Road because they're one of our most popular items. All right, so we got into a little wing talk there as well, and that's, you know, it, outside of pulled pork, I think wings are probably the easiest thing to smoke up as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. And then you and I, just from texting and talking to each other, we have found a way, in our view, of the perfect wing. Well, here's 
again, the beauty of barbecue, there, there's no one right way to do barbecue. Yeah, per- but perfect for us. <laughs> there, there's a lot of different ways you can do a wing really, really well. And I've right. tried, you know, sometimes some guys, you know, Myron Mixon, 20 minutes in the smoker and then just fries them up the rest of the way. Right. Other places, smoke them for two hours at one temperature or they you know, might do it at a higher temperature for just one hour. There's a lot of different ways to go about it. In the end, you know, you usually crisp it up in a fryer. And Yeah, and I remember, you know, coming to your place and I think it was your son's birthday and you made these wings. I'm like, Wow, you hit it up with honey. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, start, I started doing that now. A little sweet spot with some Old Bay. Some of the other yes. wings that I do, will be, we, which the barbecue dry rub. Mm-hmm. A neighbor of mine, you know, sometimes it can be easy for a guy to get into a sort of a competition with his neighbor right. or his friend about who makes the best stuff. But his wings, which, you know, he throws some Worcestershire sauce on it, some garlic, a little chili powder, and some cumin to go with a bunch of other stuff and some brown sugar. And I tell you what, I don't feel bad at all saying that I think his wings are some of the best that I've ever had. And it's nice to hear that he says the same thing about my wings. That's, I mean, that's. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like my one friend, he, I went to his house and man, he made some of the best smoked wings, had like that nice crisp skin on the outside. I mean, it's just phenomenal. So yeah, so we've touched on the, the Old Bay with honey. Any other ways that you like to to dress your wings up and, and really make them zing? Uh, barbecue rub. Sometimes I'll experiment and hit it with a little of the chili sauce as well, just to try it. Not bad. I mean, with wings, it's fun. You can do a lot of things. And and with anything, I'm not going to do a whole bunch just in case it doesn't turn out well. I'll do maybe like three or four and just maybe take notes. And I think one thing that we've learned is that you have to crisp it up at the end. Yes, in the air fryer. I, I hit him in the air fryer for about 10 to 12 minutes and phenomenal. My neighbor, Pat, you'll see him driving around one of the Cintas trucks around the D.C. area every morning. He likes to throw his in the broiler to get that crisp. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could do, yeah. If you don't have an air fryer, the broiler works great as well. Yeah, most of us don't have that industrial deep fryer that most restaurants have. No. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to get that crispo, but but I think we both agree that it's really important to have that crispiness yes, to them. Yes, yes. Yeah, because sometimes when you put them in the smoker, the flavor's good, but the skin can be a little soggy. It's not the best, in my opinion. I like crispy wings. Yeah, no, it definitely likes to have that, that crispy skin on it, too, to, uh, to really get into that bite. Yeah, or sometimes do you uh, hit it with any uh, hot sauce? I'm not a huge hot sauce guy. Really? Yeah, it's... it's Really, I thought you were. A hot, I, I would pay you for a hot sauce guy. No, I, I, I like not, not even the Old Bay hot sauce. No, nah, like I said, I, I like turning your Maryland card. I, I don't like that cliched, uh, you know, spicy just to be spicy thing. But I do like. I'm not afraid of bold flavor, but I, I want it to be to be sort of appropriate to sort of go with it, not just to be overpowering. All right, fair enough. Anyway, we're gonna wrap the show up this week. My tip of the week this time. Let's go back to the pulled pork. There's a couple of things I like to add in. Uh, one of them, I'm going to admit, I stole from you, make some more cayenne pepper into my rub when I start things off. Just a, a nice way to add a little zing because there's some, especially if you're going to put some sugar or monk fruit or whatever on top of that to go with all the other different seasonings. Oh, explain monk fruit. Yeah, monk fruit is something uh, that is it's, it's basically a keto version of sugar. There's no calories. It's not going to mess your glycemic index all up. Uh, but it basically has the same principle, same uh, texture as sugar, and, and same taste. And and that's one thing I like to put on mine, just to save a few calories and, you know, leave more room for more pork. All right. My tip with pork butt is I started trimming it, trimming some of the fat. Not all of it, just a little bit. So Because uh, when you have a big, thick fat cap, it's really hard to render that down. So I've been trimming my butt a little bit. And also... It was. This is a, a trick I stole from Lewis Barbecue in Charleston. Maybe we can get the bosses to. Uh, maybe we can expense a road trip down there. Yeah, that I'd, barbe- lo- I'd love to get a road trip. Oh my gosh, that barbecue is phenomenal. Anyway, uh, I take some uh, pickle juice and some mustard, half and half, 
and then I put it on my pork butt. Okay. And marinate it. Yes. I mean, and it marinates it, and then, then I put my rub on there. I let it sit in the fridge for at least eight hours, preferably overnight, and then uh, hit a little more rub and put it in the smoker. It's been the best since. All right. Let me throw one more tip at you, too. Right before you're going to throw it out there into the smoker, put some strips of bacon on top of your pork butt. Let that smoke in there with it. And then when you pull it out and you start pulling it all apart, you kind of mix that bacon in with the rest of your pulled pork. I that's that's I'm gonna try that. that sounds good. It's, it, it wow. Take it from experience. It's very good. I highly recommend doing it. I don't do it every time, but when I do do it, all right. It, it's that extra little. You know, everybody that loves bacon, you're gonna love having that little taste every once wow. in a while inside that. Wow, that pork. Good call. Good call. I am gonna try that, man. I mean, plus bacon. I mean, everything goes good with bacon, even bacon ice cream. But I digress. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. (laughs) This has been another episode of Fired Up with Jake and John. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, get out there and have some fun smoking. Happy smoking.